T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome to The Connection, a weekly radio program where we share our experiences and expertise with stories of caring, courage, and change right here in Connecticut. Listen to learn about needed resources to improve your well-being and transform your life. Now, here are the hosts of The Connection, Lisa dematis Lapore and Ann Baldwin. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of The Connection here on WTIC News Talk 1080. I am Ann Baldwin. This is Lisa dematis Lapore from The Connection. I'm really excited to have um, a, a great person from The Connection, Allison Fryer, who is with us on the program today. Hi, welcome, Allison. Allison. Good morning. Happy New Year. Happy New, New Year. Year. She's the uh, Director of Clinical Development at The Connection and um, also a licensed marriage and family therapist. So it's great to have you on the program because we wanted this to be right, Lisa, kind of on how we can change ourselves and be our best selves. And it's hard, yes, right? With all these distractions and things and, you know, Lisa, you run a major corporation and, you know, in the mental health services. So there's always something coming at you. So Allison's going to help us today to, to think this all through and help our listeners say, okay, regardless of what you're dealing with, mm-hmm. how can we kind of put it in perspective? And putting yourself first. You know, Lisa and I, we're both also dealing with aging parents. Yes, very hard. And, uh, I mean, we could both write a book. You know, we talk about support groups for some of the issues that we deal with. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. I know. It's really, it's really, it's difficult. And it sounds simple. Like, you know, tell the suitcase story. So, my mother, um, she'll be 86 this year. So, and um, so she's, her health is failing. And she just went back to Florida and called me in an absolute panic this morning because she could not open her suitcase. And I mean, really off the wall, screaming, what am I going to do? I can't see. It's not like, you know, and again, it's just that whole frustration of, you know, I'm far away. There's nothing I can do about it. Who can come and, you know, help her open it? She doesn't, you know, it's one of those new suitcases. So, but still, it's just every little thing is so magnified. And the the thing about it is, so you look at a woman who was also a CEO, like you and I, right? Just so like at everything control was doing all these things. And to see, you know, my memory of her that way to this I need help, Allison. How do you? We both do. No, seriously. I think that it's, I think, um, I want to get back to Allison, but what I want to say is um, the first thing I did when I went back in my office was took everything off every counter, everything off my desk, put it on my round, you know, my, my meeting table, and it's all, it's going to be this year is about declutter. Uh-huh. Less is more. That's on my list. So let's talk about that because that's something that I have to do right now for myself, for my mental health. Less is more. Absolutely. And the other thing is, you know, what you can access and figure out what you can control and what you can't. What brings you happiness? What doesn't right. bring you happiness? The serenity prayer. Mm-hmm. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change and the courage to change the things I can. Mm-hmm. Everybody should live by that, right? Right. Absolutely. So kind of back to your point, Lisa, about decluttering. Even if we can spend because I was saying, you know, this can be daunting to start this task. It can you sit back and you take a look at what's going right and what's going wrong. You don't even know where to begin. Oh, I know. 
So if you can start small by just taking 20 minutes of your day for yourself. And, you know, I think our culture makes that feel sort of selfish now. Exactly. But if you can't take care of yourself, how are you going to take care of others? So how are you going to take care of your mother or your mother or your children, grandchildren, even our animals, right? Mm -hmm. On the airplane, they say when the oxygen comes down, you have to mask yourself first before you help others. And we really need to apply that to our everyday life. So taking these 20 minutes, what does that look like for you? Does it look like decluttering your desk, cleaning up your armoire? doing some yoga, meditation, <laughs> meditation, right? Yeah, Zumba. Right. Um, music. I love music. Me too. You know, sometimes on my commute, a soul, right? Right, on my commute to and from work, um, sort of getting my mind right. You know, we were talking about how I just, I just had a, a baby boy. He's four months old. So thank you so much. Wearing those different hats. Yeah. It can be so hard to go from mommy hat to work hat. And it's not that clean either. <laughs> you know, they, I get they, it. So when I'm going to work, I listen to music. I sing. I, I mean, of course, sound ridiculous, but no one has to know. Um, and that's something <laughs> I do for it's myself. Healthy, yeah. Just something small. Right. Um, if you're just tuning in, we're speaking with Allison Fryer. She is a licensed marriage and family therapist and also the director of clinical development at The Connection. And we should mention that The Connection has open access. You know, with some of these services and some of these programs, uh, you know, yeah, we'll take you um, five months from now, but you have open access um, for the Center for Behavioral Health, and that's really important to mention. What, why is that part of your plan, Lisa, so that people can just walk in? The reality is when you need help, you need it at that moment, mm-hmm. and you don't want to be put on a wait list, and you don't want to go through hearing five different recorded voices, push button three, push button two, to get where you need it, and uh, what we're doing um, right now at our um, our Centers for Behavioral Health is if you call in or you show up at the office, we're going to see you right then. So, Allison, yeah. tell our listeners about our locations, mm-hmm. right, and the services that we're providing um, at our centers right now. Sure. So we are conveniently located in Meriden, Middletown, New Haven, and Norwich, all of which offer open access. So like Lisa was saying, if you're feeling motivated at that time to go and seek help, you don't have to wait for the next day or a month from then when you need an evaluation. You can spring right on it, walk right in and be seen for evaluation and start treatment. And that's so important because, and you, you specialize in trauma, PTSD, substance abuse orders, disorders, rather anxiety, depression, um, and co-occurring disorders. And I know from experience, like you said, when you like relapse therapy, Mm -hmm. when you feel like maybe you're going to relapse, you want to see somebody and talk to somebody now. Yep. So, so I think that's a, that's a really important, um, uh, thing to mention and if you want those locations and you want more information you can go to the website at the connection inc all one word dot org i want to talk a little bit about triggers um you know triggers in recovery are are huge i mean you know when i was in when i was in rehab we talked about triggers a lot and one of the triggers going back to what we started this conversation with was my aging father he's one of my triggers but he's my aging father and he lives near me. So that's a trigger that I just, you know, I can't eliminate. I just, I can't do that. So talk about triggers though and the things that people can control and can't control and how important that is to your overall mental and physical health, Allison. Yes. So like you're saying, there are some things that are just out of our control. 
And I think what's great about the services that we offer is there's really a spectrum of care. So whether you just want to work on your communication with family members or how you handle those certain triggers, all the way up to if you're dealing with substance abuse issues or severe anxiety or depression, we can offer assistance with all of that. Um, So the things that you can't remove, how do you develop and implement coping strategies that are healthier for you? Because you can't remove the trigger. It's not going anywhere. So how can you adjust within to handle it in a way that's going to be better for you? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I think an example of that for me was when I got a call from my father's landlord saying, yeah, I was almost to work. They had to turn around and drive back. Um, Have you checked on your father lately? Because her son lives downstairs and there was a lot of commotion and things were being knocked over and blah, blah, blah. So as I got there at 10 o'clock in the morning, I didn't feel comfortable going in by myself. I didn't know what I was going to find. So I called the Windsor Police Department and said, I'm going to do a wellness check and I'd like an officer to meet me there. And I think that was a good decision. Mm-hmm. You know, my brother said, you shouldn't involve, you know, law enforcement for stuff like that because you never know what's going to happen. I'm like, hey, I, I'm here. I'm making the decision for what's right for me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the door was barricaded. We got in. And I think that that helped send a message to my father. Like, I'm not tolerating this stuff anymore. And I've seen a change in his behavior. But like you said, doing what you have to do for you, thinking about you and the best way to approach things instead of the person on the other end. Right, right. Because when we ignore our own needs, it can just make existing conditions worse. It can make us sick. Like we were saying, you can't take care of others. So ignoring them, which is is easy and is easy to do, um, you know, keep pushing it off and keep pushing it off and pushing it off. You're just making it worse for yourself on things that, you know, you can't change externally, but internally you can do something about. Right, exactly. You know, one of the things I thought about too, and that I kind of implemented is that I'm sharing my, what I'm going to do for me. Like I'm sharing the fact that I'm going to go to Zumba twice a week and I tell my my fiance that so he kind of pushes me towards that now that's good like don't you know no you need to get you up and go that's what you need to do so like lisa when you share this with your husband or you share it with your son you have somebody else motivating you right. instead of trying to take time from you they want you to spend time and i would think that's a healthy approach too absolutely finding those supports families friends um if you go to church sometimes your community you know, your spiritual community if you go to yoga Maybe your yoga teacher. I mean, whomever you have that's in your life that's a positive influence and is helping support your goals, those are the people you want to surround yourself with. They're just going to help lift you up. Mm-hmm. So, um, Allison, tell our listeners if there's folks out there right now that need services immediately and or have a loved one that needs to get in for um, services, how do they, what do they do? What steps do they take? So, as we've talked about, they can come to open access, which is Monday through Friday. Um, the times vary between the locations, but roughly from 10 to 4, every day you can walk right in just need to come in with your license or some identification and we'll get you set up and started. Um, Or you can go onto the website and we also have a toll-free number that you can call, which is 855-HELP-955. Okay. So, and I'm one of those people that hates those kind of numbers. So I'm going to translate that. Uh, 855-435-7955. Thank you. I always have a hard time trying to figure out the alphabet and then by the time by the time I do it's like uh you know it's no longer working so yeah well I think these are all great and these aren't this this isn't things that we don't already know right right it doesn't take a new year for us to want to do 
the right things, right? But that's just always a reminder, I think, because it's on the news, it's on the commercials, it's all over the media. It's like, what are you going to do for yourself this year? So it's just a good reminder. And um, some of these things, if you can do these things for yourself, maybe you don't need to go to the next step. Mm-hmm. Right? I think, I think um, that it's hard for everyone to put themselves first, but I do echo what you said, Allison, is that if you don't do that, you, you don't have the energy, um, to be able to help other people or help things around you. You can't keep putting, you know, I'm calling the kettle black. You you have to really put yourself first. You have to take care of you first because then you can take care of other people. I do want to say, and obviously not just because Allison's sitting next to me, that Allison is, um, one of our newer, quote unquote, newer staff members, but she's, you've brought a lot of energy and professionalism and um, I'm really just so grateful for the team that you've built. And when you come to our centers, you really feel cared about and you you are taken care of really well. And I think that that's important. So for all of you people listening, take care of you first. Come and check out our um, Centers for Behavioral Health in the the locations we talked about, and um, our staff will help you. And um, again, you know, everything you do is confidential, so you don't have to worry about that. And the staff is, uh, our staff is very willing to work with you with regard to times that work with your schedule, right? Yep. And um, what may, what are some of the things that just, if you could just repeat again, some of the services that we do provide at our behavioral health centers. Sure. So when you walk into open access, you'll start with an evaluation. Yep. That is where a clinician will sit down with you. They'll ask you some questions about yourself, some history, and then what's coming up for you right now? What is your presenting problem? What are your goals for treatment? And then through that discussion, you both will decide what's best for you. If that's individual sessions, if that's group if that's perhaps intensive outpatient. We also do family services and medication management, as well as in our New Haven location, medication-assisted treatment. Mm-hmm. Because everybody's different. you got to meet right. the person where they're at, as exactly. they always say. And, you know, I, I just think your approach sounds so welcoming because um, about a year ago, I was feeling weak, right, in my recovery, very, very weak. And I went to um, another organization, and I made an appointment and I walked in the door and I have to tell you, I felt like it was a scene from one flew over the cuckoo's nest. I mean, people were there, you know, not to criticize people, but I, you know, just, it was, they were in their pajamas. Someone had a large dog. It was like, you, uh, what is this place? And then, you know, I introduced myself to the clinician and she didn't reintroduce herself and I just followed her down a hallway it was just I had a an hour appointment and I cut it off at at a half hour because it it was actually more destructive than it was constructive and so I felt bad for those people that really need that kind of care so when I hear that there's a you know a process and a step and that you're going to work with professionals you know this isn't a this isn't a warehouse where you just you know that's not what it is so anyway I just had to share that experience because Thank goodness I just, you know, kept myself on track. But I think if somebody with real serious issues did what I did, I I didn't see any benefit. Right. I think you bring up such a good point. And client satisfaction is so important to us. That's really what drives our care. And so if ever, you know, if you were to walk into the connection and heaven forbid have some sort of experience like that, I would really want to know. Because 
I want to really ensure that we're giving our clients a good experience where they feel supported. And, you know, it's hard. It's hard to make that first step to go in. It's very hard. And yeah. so we want to support them in, and really surround them with positivity about even coming in in the first place, which, you know, I huge. can't. It's just such it's, a tremendous it's, it's step. It's huge. And it's not only a benefit for the individual. But it's a benefit for all these towns, for all these, you know, you talk about your your locations in Meriden, Middletown, New Haven, Norwich, but it benefits the state because people are mentally healthier in our state. We all benefit from that as citizens of the state, right? So it's not just about these individuals. And you never know. You may say, you know, these what are these people, crazy? No, you never know when you might be that person in those shoes. You don't know what's going to happen today. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You know, my alcoholism didn't kick in until I was 50 years old. I didn't know that that was going to happen. And thank God I got the services and the professional, you know, um, help that I needed. So you just, you can't say it's everybody else's problem because you never know if it could be your problem. Right. And I, yeah, I think you bring up a good point too, is you know, sometimes when you feel like things are going even well for you, like, oh, things are going, things are going good right now. Like, I'm liking this vibe. <laughs> you know, if that's how you're feeling, that's also a good time to go and get support because whatever you're doing is working and it can possibly prepare you better for when things unexpected happen. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. Although they do say, you know, in the recovery community, sometimes you relapse when you're happy. It doesn't always have to be a down moment. It doesn't always have to be a trigger. Things could be going so well that you decide, well, maybe I can have a drink. Exactly. And the answer to that is, no, you can't. No, you can't. So um, you talk, can you talk a little bit about the family therapy component? What does that look like? Sure. So um, I think we've already discussed, you know, different things that come up with our families and family dynamics. And, you know, behind closed doors, everyone has something that's going on. And so if you can pull your family into your, into your therapy, into your work, and just make your system stronger as a whole, that is so much more fruitful for everyone involved. True. Certainly you can come in and do work at the individual level. Absolutely. But when we include more and we really can change the system as a whole and all of the parts included in it, I mean, how fantastic is that? Lisa, why do you think though, I go back to my ex-husband um, and I said, let's try therapy. Let's try marital therapy. And I find so many people are resistant to that. I mean, and what is, what, maybe because you don't want the truth to come out well, or? I think it's, I think it's anything that has to do with change is scary. Yes. The unknown, right? You have to be willing to um, hear things perhaps about yourself that you don't want to. You are, you know, confronting with someone there in a supportive way the issues that are going on. You don't know how that's going to fly. And so I think there's fear. It's, it's fear-based. But, uh, but I also, um, I'm a strong believer in family therapy and therapy, personal therapy. I think, I think there isn't, I know, I think most of us need it, right, mm-hmm. at, at different times of our life. And um, self-reflection, but it, you have to grow and you have to change. And I think people are resistant to that because some people are so used to, even though they don't like it, they are, it's sort of like you're comfortable in the old shoe. You don't know what that's, what's going to come out. And so, I don't know, Allison, I want you to, you know, talk about that. But I think that's a huge part of it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's so easy for us to neglect self-care, neglect our relationships because, like Lisa is saying, it's tough to make those healthy changes. You know, maybe in hindsight, they'll appear as positive changes to you, but when they're right in front of you, they just seem scary. 
It's hard to get over that hump, I think. Yeah, you're right. And how long does it take? I'm just curious. I know there's no real answer to that, but this isn't just like, okay, I'm going to walk in and talk to somebody today and I'll be all set. I right. mean, there, it's a process, is it not? Yeah, it is. Um, the thing at the centers is that we use a solution-focused approach. So back to the evaluation that I was talking about where they ask you, all these questions about your history and then what's coming up for you now, what are your goals for treatment? We use that information to sort of, um, like I like to say, dose care. So you're having a conversation with a clinician and they say, it sounds like with what you want to work on, we can probably help you achieve your goals in six to eight individual sessions, which I think is fabulous because it seems achievable. It doesn't seem like you're walking in and you need to go to therapy forever now. Now, certainly that's just a starting point, but at least it gives you an idea of, okay, I can do that. I can show up for six to eight sessions. That's manageable. Certainly that can change throughout care. You know, if you are making tremendous strides, maybe it ends up being less. Or maybe if something comes up, we can always add more. But at least it gives you an idea. An expectation. Exactly. Mm -hmm. right, right. Which seems achievable. Exactly. And you want to know. You want to know what it is. When, you know planning for me like I want to know when is this going to end you know and what are my what do you expect of me and what what can I expect of you I right. think that's part of it and in our sessions we're always having conversation you know this is your treatment so you're always having conversation where's your treatment plan where do you currently stand have you made progress are we seeing barriers how do we break through those barriers you know it's an open discussion on where you are in treatment and, and where we see it going from there exactly and I think everyone's worth it. You're worth it. Yes. Everyone out there that's listening, you're worth it. You're worth, you're worth taking care of yourself. Mm -hmm. You have to do it. It's, we have to. You know, and sometimes I would assume, you know, I'll go back to the ex-husband thing. If we were, would have gone to therapy, which we didn't, you know, some of the things that could have come out of that, you know, it's not always pretty, right? It's, it's, it could be some ugly truths that come out of those sessions, I would think. But you, you know, either you work towards fixing it or you end up like we did, divorced. I mean, it's just, that's the reality of it. So you have to be a strong enough person to say, hey, you know, I've made mistakes. You've made mistakes. You know, how can we mend the fence and keep moving forward or come to our real, realize our demise, right? Right. Ignoring it, it's not going to make it go away. No, it's not. In fact, it makes it worse. Right. Tell me about it. It makes it worse. And what what are some of the outcomes that you hope for um, with with these programs? Is you know what do you tell people that you want them to be or you want them to work towards? Um, I think while we always have you know what we think would be best for the client, it really goes back to what the client wants for themselves. Exactly. They're the ones who are guiding treatment. So whatever they come in and say is their goal, um, that's what we strive for. That's that becomes our goal too. Um, and that's key. Right. Right. So when it's like, too, like, you know, decluttering, which we talked about when we started this program. For me, I, I get overwhelmed. I look at the basement. I'll look at the closets. I'll look at it, and I just don't even know where to start. Paralyzed. Paralyzed. Yep. So if you can at least start and chip away at one thing and accomplish that, right, and then chip away. But that's where I need serious professional help. Like if I have someone at my house helping me declutter, I'm fine. But I can't do it on my. I can't do it by myself. It's overwhelming. It is, right? And we're the person to help you declutter. We're just that one little piece of support that can help you get through goals that you've already set for yourself, but can seem overwhelming. We're there to support you, and then hold that person accountable. Here's what we want to. You know, here's the goal that you said you want to set, and we'll check in with you next time and see how it went. And you know, no judgment zone, but at least heading in the right direction. 
So um, again, we're speaking with Allison Fryer, who is the Director of Clinical Development at The Connection. So Allison has a lot of experience working with adolescents, families, and adults who have mental health and substance um, abuse issues. So so that's great. You know, keep up the good work. Again, we want you to go to the website yes. uh, at theconnectioninc.org if you want more information on, on any of the, these programs. So you've got like 30 seconds. What's your last bit of advice for our listeners out there, Allison? I would say that taking care of yourself is often ignored, but absolutely necessary um, and really just an essential part of healthy lifestyle that keeps us healthy, healthy happy, and in tune with our mind and body. Couldn't have said it better. Exactly. Thank you. So let's do this. Give a, right. give us a call, folks. 855-435-7955. Again, 855-435-7955. Okay. And we want to thank all of you folks for listening. Um, the letters that we've gotten of support here, if you want to reach out, uh, my email address is Ann, A-N-N, at Baldwin Media. Baldwin Media, all one word, dot net. We love hearing from you, and we're glad that you're up this morning and listening to this program. Hopefully you got some good, useful information. Yes. Thanks to all of you for listening to this edition of The Connection right here on WTIC News Talk 1080. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com.